It's time for Ask Dale Anything, the show that answers your most perplexing questions with profound answers from one of the top transformational teachers and leaders on the planet, Dale Halloway. I'm your host, Mickey Manning, Dale's left-hand person, as I like to call it, and I've never heard a question that he can't answer. He's been doing this for over 40 years now, and he truly has an answer that's profound and helpful on any topic. So with that, let's get into today's question. All right, Dale, I got a really good question for you here. Tina actually asked this. She asked it at the class, and then she also emailed it in. So I wanted to make sure that we got to this question for Tina. All right, whoops, hold on, let me get it up here. So Tina sent this question in and she asks, my son is 26 years old and just had double hernia surgery. It was on his umbilical and left side groin Mm -hmm. just this past Friday. Then she goes on to say, I had double hernia surgery on my umbilical cord and right side groin when I was nine years old. I then had the umbilical repaired when I was 26 and my son was two years old. The doctor said it is genetically more likely for a child to have them if someone in the family has had them, especially a parent. I'm staying with my son indefinitely and will be listening. I was hoping you could ask this question as I'd love for him to hear your response, if at all possible. Dale, would you please tell me your thoughts on hernias and what you believe they represent energetically? Okay, so yes, um, a hernia has to do with something that's erupting in our life or something that's on the verge of erupting in our life. Um, So when the hernia does what it ultimately does, at that point of manifestation, more than likely there's been something going on in that person's world leading up to that physical manifestation where Things have either erupted in their lives or things, or maybe there's something on the verge of erupting in their life that they're just simply not paying attention to. Um, they're not breaking down properly. So it's, it, it's a combination of recognizing there's something going on in my world or possibly inside of me that is getting ready to erupt. So you could see it as, for example, let's say if I have a lot of anger inside of me and um, and I let that anger build. And as that anger builds, eventually that anger can turn into rage um, where I can even become a rageaholic as we've seen with some people. So when it's at that level, the anger that's being suppressed until such time that somebody comes along and pushes the button, then the anger erupts like a volcano. 
it's erupting because the anger is no longer just anger. The anger is now at that level of rage where the amount of fire, because anger is a fire energy, the amount of fire that's now inside of us that's just basically waiting for its next place to spin out of control, which is, that's where the eruption comes now, right? And so something's going on in my world that I've been letting build of a negative nature, as in anger, letting my anger build and build and build for whatever my reason. Maybe I have no clue how to even work with my anger. I don't even know how I became this angry. Maybe I don't even know that I actually have become that angry because I'm so disconnected from my anger. So there's all kinds of other things that are going to be in the in there that's going to be unique to us. But whatever it is, it's something that's going on inside that's building, 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 just like a volcano, something going on inside that's building, 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 building until that point of eruption. Because it, it needs to have the eruption because at some point it can only build to a point in where, in this case, our physical conscious or our physical consciousness or even our physical body, our own system can't hold it anymore. So it's got to come to that point of eruption, it's got to come to that point of it's, it's the, the top just gets popped off and whatever's underneath that lid, as in that pressure cooker, all of a sudden now just zoom, comes out and then you have an explosion. So if you think of the hernia, when that happens and it kind of you know pops off and explodes, it can be extremely painful because that gland, as it pops, it pops, it's kind of like, um, it could even be equivalent to say even a gall, the gallbladder sac. You know, if you get enough gallbladder stone activity in the gallbladder sac, something similar will happen. It will build and build and build as in maybe just one or two stones in there, but they build to a size where the sac cannot hold them anymore. So there's that point of eruption. So same thing here, more specifically with the hernia, there's that point of eruption. So obviously, um, people then sometimes have to go and have a surgery because part of what happens, their hernia, uh, over time, it gets weaker and weaker. It's like the gallbladder sac. Over time, you know, when somebody has a gallbladder attack, um, that attack that they eventually go into the hospital for, so to speak, is probably their 14th attack. And I'm just guessing, it could be their 16th attack, it could be their ninth attack. Point is, they more than likely have had a lot, or they've had a number of attacks prior to the one that uh, somebody calls 911 to take them into the hospital and then possibly have their gallbladder sac removed, because that's usually their way of dealing with it, you know, surgically in that regard. Uh, but that, but that's because now the sac has erupted. So the same thing with the uh, the um, uh, a hernia eruption is that as this happens over time, that um, gland it becomes weaker and weaker, becomes more vulnerable, and so that's when you need help by the medical profession to do whatever it is that they're going to do with it to support you 
as now their patient to get you on the other side of, of that amount of pain that it causes when, when the hernia goes off or when um, it becomes herniated uh, in that regard. And so um, ideally, what we want to do is we want to be able to get to and trace it back to the patterning in our life. So number one, if it's at that point, which obviously it is here in, in the case of Tina and her son, so he needs the help of the medical profession. And so, but even with, once he receives the help of the medical profession, it still would be really advisable or beneficial to then take a deeper dive once he recovers, of course, on a physical level, um, but to take a deeper dive into the energetic patterns that are directly connected to this around things in our life that get to that boiling point where there's an eruption. And what we want to do is we want to get uh, to whatever that pattern or patterns are that lead us to that point of eruption and start to clear them, heal them, transform them, learn from them. So uh, that way, this energy inside, because I mean, on a physical level, this is a manifestation, but on an energetic level, you know, in terms of your energetic system, if that hasn't been dealt with, that's all still there. In other words, it's going to come back. And uh, so to get to it before it gets to you, and more specifically, getting to, okay, so is this how I live? Is this how I've been living? Where I let certain things in my life, either inside of me, as in maybe certain emotions, like anger, as an example, I let certain things inside of me build, 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 build to the climax to where there's an eruption. Or maybe I let things build in the way I am in relationships with people where I don't speak my truth. I don't stand up for myself. I don't say what really needs to be said when it really needs to be said. I kind of cowered down. In other words, there's again, something going on in my world in this relationship or friendship with somebody else. I let it build, 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 build to its point of eruption to where all of a sudden these two people can't even be in the same room together. Or if they are in the same room together, they kind of want to go for the juggler. Uh, or at least one of the two of them is so angry, so, so to speak, with the other. Um, because of this building, this building to this point of um, eruption. So whatever that is in terms of those energetic patterns, we're going to want to get to them uh, once you physically recover. Uh, but you're going to want to get to these and then begin to clear them out with the purpose being to learn from them because there's going to be some lessons here of whatever it is that we're to be learning. And one of those lessons could be learning possibly how to stand up for ourselves, learning how to speak up for ourselves, learning how to speak up for ourselves responsibly, learning how to speak up for ourselves in a, in a way that's balanced, in a way that's true or in a way that's authentic. Um, that could be one of the lessons uh, that comes out of this uh, transformation of that lower energy pattern of letting something build to the point of where an eruption uh, then has to happen. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Um, I asked if Tina had a follow-up question for you. I haven't heard from her yet. Uh, Tina, if you have anything additionally, I know you said you were listening today. Please type it in the comments now. So she's asking, is it possible that I passed it on to him energetically? 
yes, uh, the answer is absolutely. Um, and not so much energetically, but pass it on genetically. But then I would also add to that is that it's important to remember that even though this is your son and he's at whatever age that he's at in physical uh, time, but inside of that body, that physical body uh, as your son, there's also a soul there. That soul that entered into this life, that soul that uh, possibly chose you as its mother, um, it, it knew what it was signing up for. And in other words, it had things that it too wanted to learn. It had things that too wanted to grow or heal or rebalance out and so on and so forth. And so um, it knew who you were. It knew of not just you at soul level, but it also knew of you energetically in terms of your lower patterns, uh, whatever all of that would have entailed. And so then chose from that place uh, in and from wisdom as in his soul. Um, so, so then that's, that's what actually creates the genetic, the, the genetic match. So where with him being your son and you giving birth to him, then genetically, uh, yes, there's a real good possibility he's going to pick up on it from you. So you could say, yes, you gave it to him. We can also say that he at soul level was fully aware of what he was going to take on from you uh, for his own purpose. Because remember, there's going to be some lessons in this for him too. Um, and just like there might be some lessons in this for you as well, Tina, in terms of how you feel about the idea of, yes, genetically, uh, there was a passing on from you to him, just like your mother, you know, passed on some things from her to you and, and her mother passed on some things from her to your mother and, or from your, your mother's father to her. And, and you get the idea from there. And so, um, it's all perfect in its own way. Um, and more specifically, when we rise to the level of our soul, that's where you really see the dynamic perfection in all of this versus when we're here and we're possibly disconnected from the soul and you're not disconnected from the soul far from it but if we are disconnected from the soul then we don't get to see it from the soul's perspective we only see it from the egoic perspective we only see it from the personality perspective which which is a very limited view at its best of really seeing what this is it only becomes somewhat unlimited in our view in our perception of it, when we're able to rise to that level of our soul and then be able to connect to that of the soul of a loved one in this case, um, connect at that level that no, this is this was all created by the soul on purpose, all of it on purpose. You might not know exactly what the purpose is. I mean, you might know what your purpose is for for having dealt with this and worked through this, but you might not know just yet exactly what his purpose at soul level is for choosing uh, to work with this or have this to work with uh, in his own life at soul level. Wow, that's such a great answer. She said, great, thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. I think that actually helped a lot of people in understanding how we pass things on 
genetically and energetically. So thank you, Dale. Oh, well, well, you're welcome. You know, this is, I've watched, in fact, I even got caught up in this many, many years ago in my own life of where, you know, um, it becomes really obvious at some point what we, so, so to speak, passed on to our offspring. And then we see them suffering with the exact same thing that we suffered with. And if you're not aware of this at this level, boy, you could get really hard on yourself. You could start to pound on yourself. You could talk, and especially if you have a pattern of judgment, um, boy, you could hold yourself in a truckload of judgment and just basically beat yourself down. And, um, and not only will that not be healthy for you, but it'll be equal to that of your offspring, to your, to your son or daughter, because as you're pounding down on yourself or something that you believe you gave to your offspring, who you love more than life itself, now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden you can't really assist them because you're kind of swallowed up in your own judgment of what you think you did so awfully wrong around this thing that you gave your son or that you gave your daughter. And even though you did have a part in it, there's no question about it. Um, but again, when we're operating from this more limited view of consciousness, this is where many of us uh, often have gotten swallowed up um, by talk about negativity, where we get swallowed up by some negative stream of energy around either judging ourselves, overly criticizing ourselves, beating ourselves up, making ourselves wrong, um, and then choosing to shut ourselves down from our own higher and greater good, or uh, choosing to hold ourselves back from maybe something new in our own world, or, you know, and, and then while that's all going on, we, we really can't no longer be our true self with our son or daughter, because we feel like we screwed up so bad because we get to see this reflection daily because he or she now is suffering with the same thing we suffered with. And we get a, we get a front row seat. We can't really do anything because now they're in resistance with us. They don't even know why they're in resistance with us. And you kind of get it from there. This whole thing becomes like a, like a, a pool of quicksand where ultimately you both can go down, but that's because we're operating uh, from only this limited view of consciousness. And this is what I absolutely love about helping people with to really crack them open, to crack them open, to, you know, begin to move them from their egoic way, from their way of the personality and really start to crack them open to something that's much greater. That's a part of them. That is them in this case, known as their soul and then begin to tap into that because that in itself becomes its whole university, if you will, a university of, of higher learning and greater teachings and more wisdom, and which then uh, breaks us free from that limited view that we've been operating through. And not that it's bad, it's just it's very limited. And whenever we're operating through a limited view, Mark my words, there will always be some level of restriction. There will always be some level of confinement. There will always be some level of holding ourselves back. Always. Because we are trapped. We, we're, we're stuck in this limited view of how we're viewing or perceiving this situation. And yeah, part of that could be true. Absolutely. But then there's a whole nother dynamic piece that 
opens us up from that limited view and, and elevates us to a more unlimited view where we're able to see it. We're able to see other aspects of what this also is. And then as you see that, that's, well, that's where you get a sigh of relief. Holy cow, maybe not. You mean to say I'm not as bad as I thought I was? Exactly. You're not as bad as you thought you were. And now, did you do some things maybe incorrectly along the way? Possibly so. Did you make some mistakes along the way? You probably did. I know I sure did. Uh, but once I'm free of that limited view and I truly have elevated and expanded into the unlimited view, then I get to see the whole dynamic. I get to see the whole matrix. And just being able to see that, it causes me to settle down. It causes me to calm down. It causes, holy cow, maybe I'm not as bad as I have been trying to convince myself that I've been around this whole dynamic with my son or my daughter. Wow, this is amazing. Then, of course, now you're cracked open. So now at this point, now the journey really begins. Now you start to tap into a whole nother level of a deeper level of understanding, a whole nother level of teachings or, or pieces of wisdom as to what's really going on here or better known as all that's going on here. Now, the challenge in that sometimes can be that your offspring, your child, your son or daughter is not quite ready to be cracked open to that yet. In other words, now they're trapped in that limited view, just like you used to be trapped in that limited view. Problem is they don't know that they're trapped in a limited view. And you can talk to them all you want. And from, and from their perspective, it's like squawk, 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 squawk. That's all they hear. Because as far as they're concerned, that is the view and that is only the view. And they've got it all figured out. And they know exactly what happened here and nobody's going to change their mind. And meanwhile, there's a whole nother body of wisdom that can be shone into this experience that then changes now the way we view this entire thing. And as we change the way we're viewing this entire thing, then this whole entire thing begins to change for the better forever right now. And that is the most beautiful part of it all because now you're both in the know in that higher no. So you might be cracked open first as the parent, then you might have to wait for months, maybe even years before your son or daughter gets cracked open to this. Now, whatever that is, you'll know because they'll let you know. And, and if there is in a truckload of resistance in it, then they're not gonna let you crack them open. They're just not gonna go there. And maybe you're not the one to crack them open. That's the other side too. And maybe just because it's you, that you guaranteed they will not, be cracked open because it's now you because of the way they're viewing you from that limited perspective still. And so when they're ready at some point down the way, possibly somebody else comes in and that somebody else comes in and it's that somebody that helps to crack them open to this higher perspective that begins to transform or expand the way, the way in which they're viewing whatever it is that they're viewing. But as that expands their way of viewing it, then that in itself begins to change what they're viewing in the best, in the biggest, in the best of ways.
Wow. That's so amazing. Yeah. Okay. Before we move on from this topic, Michelle asked something that I know you've covered this before, but in relation to this, this might be a good thing to cover again and briefly, if you can. I know we've been on this for a bit. Um, so the question is, does it continue to affect our family's genes once we clear our own energetic field? Uh, yeah, great question. Uh, well, it does. Um, but just like the way the divine works, uh, once the divine is making its descent into this level of consciousness, Usually much time, linear time will go by, by the time the presence of the divine is actually felt. So something similar here. So when uh, someone does this level of work with inside themselves, um, one of the beneficiaries of this level of work that, that I'm highlighting right now is going to have to do with your ancestry line. And uniquely enough, it's going, to have it, it's going to have to do with not just your past line of ancestry. It's going to also have something to do, it's going to impact the future line of ancestors. And so this is very, very powerful because we're all connected at this level. And so, but in order for that to be felt, that might take some time. So for example, if it's a someone that's deceased in our ancestry, let's say it's our, one of our great grandparents and they left the planet or left this level of consciousness, this dimension uh, 52 years ago. So they're clearly on the other side and then doing whatever their service is on the other side or possibly getting ready to come back again or whatever that is that's right for them at soul level. And so if that's your great grandparent, and you really do this level of work and you accomplish it successfully or effectively, then they'll be the first, they'll be the first ones in the past ancestry line to receive the benefit of this work because we're all connected. So energetically, what'll happen, they will shift in consciousness so that when it's time for them to possibly re-enter again, they'll re-enter a little different than that of how they left in the best of ways. Because whatever it is that you've cleared for real, that's directly connected to your ancestry line will then have shifted. Now that's more to the deceased one that's been gone for a while. Let's say now in that same scenario, uh, your father is still living here, here in this, in this dimension. And, but he's a stick in the mud. Uh, he's got his heels dug in. He's in a truckload of resistance and avoidance. Uh, he's really upset at life. He's upset at himself. He's maybe even upset at you. And, but you go ahead and clear. So you still achieve what it is that I'm highlighting and you become successful in this endeavor. And yet you don't see any change in him. He's connected to you because he's a part of your past line of ancestry. And, but you don't see any change. Well, that's because he's uh, completely under the influence of his own egoic ways. And obviously at this juncture has a very strong ego. This is something I'm going to be spinning back around on in a future Elevate call, because this is what's coming here next, is the ego 
can really tighten its grip. And in this case, we'll say that your father, who's still here with us, uh, his ego has a pretty good grip on him still. So because of that, even though you've shifted in consciousness in the deepest levels, energetically speaking, and it's real, and your soul recognizes that, the universe recognizes that, your highest self recognizes that, um, but it's not yet felt within him because he now is completely under the influence of his strong, strong negative ego. And because of that, as always, when you have a strong ego, uh, you're always in resistance. You're always warding things off, not just the negative stuff. You're warding off the positive stuff as well. So in this case, this would be positive. You've cleared something energetically with inside of you that's connected to your, all of your ancestors and your past timeline. And yet here you have your father that you can physically see, and yet you don't see any change in him. In fact, you might see it's actually getting worse. But that's because at the level in which he's living his life, which at this point is pretty much all egoic, we'll say, and if that's the case and his ego has gained strength over time, then his ego, his ego will ward this off. And therefore, you will not see the benefit uh, in that shift in his consciousness, even though you can feel and even experience it, and you've experienced the benefit in your own consciousness. So, but at some point, uh, your father will leave that physical form. And as he does, and then he eventually makes his transition to the other side and then goes through uh, the different steps that we all go through when that occurs. And then at some point, there will be no more ego for him, at least in the very near future. As that happens, then that's where uh, we become totally at one with our soul again. And as that happens, then whatever the energetic benefit is, of what it is that you've accomplished as a part of that ancestry line, at that point, he, as a soul now, receives the benefit of that energetic shift. And so uh, at the level that we're focused on right now, at this level, you must remember uh, linear time does not exist. So time as you know it here through your ego and your personality when you're no longer here and you're on the other side or you're in the other world, a higher world of consciousness, time does not exist the same way it exists here. And so therefore that being that here was in complete resistance of whatever that energetic shift was that's now occurred, um, they don't experience it here until they are at that level of consciousness back in alignment with their soul. And as that happens, it's like it's been it's like it's like that energetic shift it sits in a uh like a bank account it's the or not a bank account a trust account that cannot be accessed until you're ready and as soon as you're ready bamo it's 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 right there it's just the the account is there the energy the energetic that is the positive energetic is there as soon as you access it bamo you you receive it instantly and as you do, you become the beneficiary of it also instantly. 
which then affects that beam in your, along your past ancestry line, it affects those beams to when it's time for them to possibly return or go to wherever they're going to next, it affects them in the best of ways because it helps them to change their consciousness. It helps them to shift their consciousness to a higher octave, if you will. Excellent. Thank you so much for that additional explanation, Dale. Yeah. Very yeah. interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I had, uh, I've had a couple experiences now with this where uh, people that are very dear to me, um, there, there's been a return. And so I've gotten a chance to have a full-on experience with it. Where I can, where I can, on a physical level, I'm not talking about mystically now, on a physical level, where I can have been able to spot the connection, where the circle gets completed, and and then so when it's time for them to move on, they get to move with this new energy, and so that wherever their starting point is, again, they really do now have a new starting point. So whatever their next life expression is going to be, they have a new starting point versus if you didn't do this along your own line of ancestry, if you didn't do this, which many people have not, by the way, because most people just go unconscious throughout their life and they live their life in automatic and they live their entire life that way and then they die and then they go and repeat it all over again. And so, but when we do this, this becomes a huge contribution to this line of ancestry because when it's time for that being to move into his or her next next life expression they really do start with a new starting point versus those that this doesn't happen and then they are ready to start their next life expression and they're basically starting with the exact same point that they started with in their last life expression. And not that that's bad. It just, it's obviously very different than that of what I just shared. So um, this is a huge contribution. It's very significant. It's super meaningful. It's very profound. Uh, and lastly, I would say to those of you that are doing this type of work, not just for yourself, but in light of what we've been focused on here for the last few minutes, just simply know that you too become a great beneficiary of this as well. Um, in other words, this also changes things for you from the inside out for the better. So whenever that time comes for your next life expression, wherever that might be, then it also means that your starting point in that next life expression becomes greater, becomes higher than any of your starting points prior to when you were entering into your previous life expressions. Very interesting. Thank you so much, Dale. Mm -hmm. All right. And thank you to Michelle and Tina for the wonderful questions. Yes. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. And if you found Dale's teachings helpful and you want to get more of them, then you might really like his free ebook that we have for you. 12 Simple Ways to Change Your Life in 30 Days. You can download it for free at dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. That's dellhalloway.com forward slash practices. 
In it, you'll find 12 simple ways, explained to you in exact step-by-step -step fashion, that will cause your life to move forward in the next month. Simply choose one of the practices, any one of them, do it for 30 days straight, and you'll see a new you begin to manifest. I am not kidding. Download your free copy today at dalehalawaycom forward slash practices. Oh, and by the way, if you know anybody who might find this content helpful, please share it with them. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time.